Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who he's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So we are continuing our Walk Freely series today, and we have been touching on um, various aspects of uh, what it means to truly walk free in Christ. Um, and I think this is a very pertinent topic to just being able to live this thing out every day. That if God's intention for us to not live this thing just on Sundays or just when we're in a community setting like this, but that the freedom of Christ, the freedom where you are, when you are saved and you come into the knowledge of the Lord, that should translate into every area of your life. So we started off with the analogy, and it was kind of like the illustration about the prisoner, right? Where the prisoner is declared free before he even realizes it. The governor makes the pronouncement, the word comes down to the warden, then it comes down to the correction officer, and then it comes down to the person's cell, right? The person is legally free before he realizes it because when the governor first said it, he was free. However, when he's in jail still, his reality is still the same. He's still in the same four walls, and there's a process that he has to go through to get out of that cell, to get out of that building. He's got to get dressed. He's got to get checked out. He's got to get whatever that process is. But the point we wanted to focus on today is the mindset of that prisoner. The mindset that we have to embrace that basically says, you know what? My situation is not the same. My future is different now all of a sudden because now I've been declared something that I may not even believe about myself yet. The reality is, no matter what your past was, when God pronounces you're new, old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new, the burden of your past has been lifted off of you. So the first thing in that cell, once you get that pronouncement, I'm free. This freedom liberates you from the burden of your past because it changes your identity. It changes now your title that you are no longer an inmate, now you're a citizen, right? But in order for us to walk into that freedom fully, we have to choose to embrace that. And this is why this whole liberty talk is so important because this is not something that happens overnight, right? Because a lot of us have been beating ourselves up for way longer than we've been empowering ourselves. You've been locked up in your mind, in your heart, and struggling with stuff and all that longer than, than you've been pronounced free, that you realized it, right? So in order for us to do that, we must do the work of embracing, not the work of the checklist. That's key. The work that we're doing in a relationship with, Lord, with the Lord is not the checklist. The work is embracing the gospel. It's embracing the word of God. It's embracing what he said about you and not what you think about yourself. And a lot of times as we're walking with the Lord and as we're trying to do the right thing and trying to please God, there are these mental barriers that come in our minds that keep us uh, bound 
the memories of the past and, you know, what people have said about us or this, the reputation that we used to have that we're trying to outlive and that we need God to help people to forget things about us so that we can move forward. Because the thing about people is people don't forget. It's easier for people to remember who you were than to embrace who you are becoming. But the work that we need to do is embrace God's perspective and choose to live that way, choose to walk in that direction rather than reliving the fact that we were once prisoners, once in a cell. So one of the scriptures that I wanted to kind of um, bring to your, your attention, and this is, we, we've, we said it before, in relation to being free from the burden, burden of your past, Galatians 5 and 1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. The whole point of the gospel, the whole point of this whole thing, why God uh, through Christ came down and died for us so that we might live this life is so that we can experience a level of freedom that was not possible before he did that. That there's a level of inner peace, inner freedom that we can live into every single day. And that is the point of Christ dying. And then we let that marinate, like how important is your freedom to God? If that is the main reason why Christ died. And then how far below our privilege are we living when we don't choose to embrace that and we allow opinions, voices, our own voices, our own opinions to limit us from experiencing the fullness of the very thing that Christ died for us to have. So then he says, stand firm in it. Stand firm in the fact that this is the reason why Christ died and I'm going to be determined to live this way. Stand firm means there's going to be opposition. You're going to always be tempted with thinking, oh, well, you know, I messed up, so I'm not free. Or I'm not, and, and, and to be reminded of the prison cell that you were in, reminded of the lonely nights, reminded of all the things that reminded you of how bad you were, instead of casting that burden and care on the Lord and standing firm in the fact that it doesn't matter what my mind tells me, it doesn't matter what people say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I am free in Christ. Why? Because it's the reason why Christ died. I'm free because I'm in Christ, not because I feel like it. Remember, freedom is not a feeling. It's a realization. It's a mindset. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Do not let yourself. So that's work there. That's the work we're doing. I'm not going to let myself get tangled up into a whole bunch of stuff that used to burden me. Mentally, I'm not going to let it happen. And if I don't let it happen mentally, I'm not going to let it happen to me physically. I'm going to do my best to not be entangled again by the yoke of slavery because I'm free in Christ. There's lies the choice. And a lot of times I think, I think, you know, it's very easy to, to, to especially when we're, we kind of talked about this this week, you know, like when you're burdened with life and just life comes, comes at you hard and you just get tired of just trying, you know, uh, and I don't know if any of you can relate to the fact that sometimes you can get so discouraged and overwhelmed with anxiety and fear in your life that you just, you just stop. You just, just need a break. You just want to just, right? And it's not until you choose to get up again that you have a chance 
of your circumstance moving forward, right? A lot of our decisions in our lives, it may feel like life is driving us, but life is just a combination of different choices that we're making. And based on the choices that we're making, whether we know the fullness of the consequences or not, will determine the outcome of our lives. What we're trying to help us to see here is the best choice you could make is choosing to live your life outside of the realm of your own understanding and allowing yourself to live as God intends for you to live because God knows the variables and God knows the unknown, right? When you're living for God, you're shifting that responsibility on him. So now you can walk in a way understanding that you are being led by the creator of the universe who created the beginning and the end, who has his best interest, his best interest is for you to prosper and to end up being with him. That's the goal in life. Your life would have a direction and a peace in it that you'll be allowed to walk freely. But all this we're talking about is a choice. The Bible says in Psalms 119.45, right? And this is a this is a good verse to remember. Okay? It says, I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. So this kind of gives us a place to park for a couple minutes, right? I will walk in freedom. That's a decision. That's a choice. I will walk in freedom. There's a comma there, right? So we, that means we're going to sit on that. I will walk in freedom. So anything contrary, anything other than that that comes to my mind, I'm going to tell myself I'm going to walk in freedom. But then I'm going to walk in freedom in my own strength? No, because... I wasn't responsible for setting myself free. Right. Then my freedom came from a higher power. My freedom came from someone who had the authority to actually set me free legit. Not give me a recess. Right? Not, not, not give me a little break. Like, your past is severed from you. Like, you are free. I will walk in freedom. How? Because I have devoted myself to God's commandments. I have devoted myself to the criteria of the one who set me free. And I think that kind of ties into the whole, also, the work that we're doing and embracing that and not allowing ourselves to be entangled with the yoke of bondage that we were before. That's another choice. Right. So th these are all choices that we have to decide to make. And these choices are not going to be made for us. Walking in freedom, it's a mindset. It's, it's a constant renewing. And you said this before, babe. Like, it's a renewing of your mind. Right. It's, it's, that, it's, and that's, that's the scripture that I was yeah. going to just yeah. interject with. The key is to constantly renew. And it's, it really is a day-by-day, minute-by-minute, situation-by-situation process. Like, it's not something you can just, at least for me, in my experience, where you could just flip on a switch and it just... Mm -hmm comes together. Like mm -hmm. you, you have to literally every situation remind yourself to let your mind be renewed yeah. day by day so that you're able to think. And the thing about your choices, it's powered by faith. Mm. And I think we, we remove that, you know, from our mind, but it's really faith that powers the choices and yeah. decisions that you make. It's the fact that you trust in God and you have faith, right? It's, it's by grace through faith yes. that we're saved, mm -hmm. right? So it's it's that faith factor that allows you to not depend on 
the knowledge, the pre-knowledge that you had before, mm -hmm. but rather in what God has already declared and said. Yeah. So I think, you know, having that faith to say, God already proclaimed it. That's it. Yeah. He proclaimed me a new creature. I may not feel like it. Mm -hmm. And at times it may not seem like it, but he said that I was a new creature if I'm in Christ. Right. So the choice is to walk towards that freedom and embrace it and govern yourselves according to the decree that's already been made. Absolutely. This is what we need to do in exchange for that checklist that we all have. The do's and don'ts and all this other stuff that we try to do in our own strength. If you exchange that long piece of paper for you are free and you are new, it's not a makeover, you're brand new, we would be living our lives with a lot more peace and then, I mean, at the end of the day, peace is so valuable right now. Like, peace is just, it's just so, it's so precious right now. Peace in your heart, peace in your spirit, inner peace, a sense of security in knowing that things on the exterior do not dictate my posture. They're not going to control my mood. They're not going to control my outlook, my perception of hope with things that, that God has ahead of me. No matter what, that's, that's the freedom that we're talking about. And it doesn't come from us. It comes from us embracing by choice what God has said. So I will walk in freedom because I've devoted myself to your commandments. So this is not lawlessness. This is a freedom that comes with us lining up with what God has said. Lining up with the privileges that God has given us through Christ. And understanding their value but not taking advantage of them because we're free. And we talked about that in this freedom from sin session. Right. That because we are free and the level of grace that God has given us almost makes it feel like people are getting away with stuff. I think about that all the time. I'm like, man, listen, the many times we did stuff in our heart, the many times we didn't do the right thing and God sees everything. He was there watching, listening, seeing everything. And his grace gives us an opportunity to repent he doesn't shut the supply down. You still got a job. You still got food. You still wake up in the morning. But God in his grace is precious. The enemy would like to tempt us to take advantage of that and trot it underfoot and mismanage it because it's so valuable, right? But freedom has boundaries. This freedom we're talking about is because you have devoted yourself to God's commands, what that means is this is a little bit beyond doing the right thing. Because doing the right thing is subjective. Doing the right thing is subjective to what we believe the right thing is. It's our degrees of what's right and what's wrong. So something like a white lie may not just necessarily be whatever, because we'll find a reason to say, well, that white lie is justifiable when God says don't lie at all. So the truth may cause crazy damage at first, but in the end, it's going to yield fruit of righteousness rather than a white lie just to protect somebody or protect yourself, right? But we have to forfeit our own standard of righteousness for God's standard of righteousness and devote ourselves to doing what God says, right? So doing the right thing and doing what God says is sometimes two different things. We have to remember that our righteousness is not God's righteousness. Right. God, the Bible says very clearly, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways, Right. So in order for us to live into what God is calling us to do, we must be willing to surrender 
what we think to what God is saying. The thought that came to me um, concerning boundaries, because I think that's a very um, difficult concept for some people to digest, is that there's freedom and boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because, it, you know, it and, and that's what a lot of people's gripes with Christianity is, is they feel like it's a list of rules and it's always things that you have to end up forfeiting and giving up that you can't do anymore, mm -hmm. that you would deem fun. But I think about... Um, like a backyard with a child. Now the child can go out to play and they can go in the front yard or the backyard, but the backyard is usually what's gated or fenced in. Mm -hmm. To me, there's more freedom in the backyard because there's no question on where the line is the for their safety. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So it protects things from coming in and it protects them from wandering out and, and going where they don't need to go because they don't have the Where cognition to, mm -hmm. to be able to uh, determine what's safe or what's not. So them being in a fenced-in yard actually gives them the freedom to play and know where their boundaries are and know where they can go. Mm -hmm. So they're not guessing. Or another example would be, like, if you were um, going on, like, a trip or something. Like, I, I, sometimes you, you, you go on tours, right? And everybody's on the bus, and the guide will say, okay, you guys have two hours to explore and sightsee. And after those two hours, you have to come back to the bus so we can leave. Because you know you're within the confines of those two hours, you're able to roam and do, do sightsee and see things and know, okay, in the back of my mind, I have two hours. So I have the freedom to do, I mean, within reason, to do what I want to do, knowing that I have to be back. Mm -hmm. Versus not knowing anything and the tour guide just saying, okay, have at it. Right. And you just go roaming and you're sightseeing and shopping and you have no idea when you're supposed to be back or uh, how far you can go and be back in time to make it so that you're on the bus. Mm -hmm. You can roam free and then come back five, six hours later, and the bus is gone because there's been no standard. There's been no line drawn to let you know this is what you have, and then you have to come back. So that's kind of like, you know, that's a, a rough or loose yeah, analogy no, of what boundaries really do for us and how important they are. And it's not boundaries that restrict us, looking at it like they're restricting us, but rather they're allowing us to be free and operate mm -hmm. in the calling that God has placed on us knowing that these are the guidelines, this is where you stay. Yeah. Because there's safety in it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more peace in that. Right. A lot of times we want what we don't fully understand, you know? Like we want to have, even as kids, like kids want what they're not ready for a lot of times. And they don't see as far as the one whose authority they're under. So there's that tendency to feel like, you know, I'm missing out on something or this is not really, I'm getting bamboozled or whatever. So it comes down to really trusting God and trusting um, that God's safety, that God's provisions are more than enough. Right. And that at the heart of it, he does not want us to be destroyed or to destroy ourselves in ignorance because he loves us that much. And it goes back to like you just said, trusting God and Having faith. Without faith, yeah. it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. Because essentially what you're saying is when you exercise faith, you're saying, I trust that what you've said 
is true mm -hmm. and your way of doing things is best. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have faith that the words that you've already spoken are true. Mm -hmm. Amen. Period. Amen. And trust in that fact. Amen. So this, this is almost like a, it's like a reprogramming of how we naturally think. Right. And it's a surrendering of our control and our sense of having to be the ones to do it all to God and just relying on him. So I was thinking of an analogy and a, an example of what I said, because that was a shocking statement. So the, the statement that I said was sometimes doing the right thing is different from doing what, what God doing says. what God says. So an example, right? The Bible itself can be very contrary to society. And what society may deem as the right thing, that there are many ways to heaven, that all these other things, everybody should be able to believe whatever they want to believe, and there's a certain way that we can do it, and all you can all get to God the same way and just do what you want to do. It seems like the right thing because that's unity. That's being in harmony. That's not judging people. That's not doing whatever. But the Bible says very clearly that the only way to God is through Christ. Right. So am I going to choose the right thing? That's deemed by the standard that we set of everybody should be able to do whatever they want and still be able to get to God? Or what Jesus said, I'm the way to God. I'm the way. And, and see, and this is this is what it is, right? Freedom is a choice because it's gonna cause you to choose God's righteousness over yours. And that's the point. Yeah. And it's it can be very abrasive sometimes. And it puts you in situations where you're gonna have to make a decision. Either I'm a Christian or I'm not. Either I believe this thing or I'm not. Either I'm gonna trust God or I'm not. Either I'm going to be worried or I'm going to, I'm going to trust that God has me. Either I'm in Christ or I'm not. Right. So that's, that's really what it is. So popular society will say something is right. Something is the right thing to do. And everybody will put you on a guilt trip. Oh, no, you're not being, you know, whatever. That's not very... And, and, and I, what I love the most is when people that are not professing to be believers tell me how I should be as a believer. Right. Which right. is not... It's like someone who's not... African-American telling me how to be African-American. Right. You cannot do that. Right. So, like, telling me, like, that's not the Christian thing to do, and we should love everybody. Yeah, well, love is is expressed in different ways. And it's God's definition of right. love. Right. It's not our definition of love. It's not our definition of faith. It's not our definition of unity. It's not our definition of being loving everybody. It's not even our definition of judging one another. It's God's definition of what that means. And, and at the end of the day, this whole idea of walking freely is only possible when it's done God's way. Because we don't have the power to set ourselves free on the inside. Only God does. But it's a choice. And in that comes to the second part of this whole thing is there's a responsibility to the freedom that we are given from Christ. And we're kind of touching on it now, the fact that handling the freedom that Christ has given us is a responsibility to ourselves, but it also is a responsibility to other people. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.16, live as free people. Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves or God's servants. But this verse is telling us, live as free people. It's a lifestyle. It's not something that you're conjuring up. It's a decision that you have made. It's a choice to live as free people. And the responsibility to living free is that you don't use the freedom to cover up evil. Now, if evil there doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, 
the seven deadly sins that you're doing or, you know, like going right. out and doing the worst kind of sins and whatever. Evil is anything that would contradict God's law. Anything, little big, anything that like using your freedom to take advantage of God's grace in any area. So then what it is is now I have to depend on God and stay close to God and communicate with God in a way that my steps are ordered by, that I allow him to order my steps in every relationship, in every area of my life, because I'm living as a free person. And I've decided to live in a way that is pleasing to God. So I'm not living as John that has goals, that got plans, because I have submitted my plans to God's plans for my life. And when I submit my plans to God, the Bible says something crazy. One of my favorite verses, I think it's Proverbs 16 and 3. This is the Amplified. Did you want another? Uh, yeah, do the Amplified uh, Classic, because I think that one, yeah. Let's try that okay. one. This is roll your works. Yeah. Okay. Roll, roll, Listen to this scripture. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. Okay. When I found this verse, it changed the whole my whole perspective on what my goals are and my plans are, right? A submitted life to God, a, a life that is devoted to God's will, that just wants to please God, that wants to come into um, your divine purpose. Why am I still here? Why am I still breathing? That level of living, right? When I take the plans from that perspective that God has given me and, and whatever aspirations you have and roll them onto the Lord. That means I'm committing them wholly to God because my priority is not accomplishing my goals anymore. My priority is pleasing God. When my priority is pleasing God, with that comes the works and the goals and the aspirations that I have that are not subject to me anymore, but they're subject to God. Mm -hmm. The Bible's telling us here that you take that and you roll it onto the Lord, and then he will cause your thoughts and plans to become agreeable to his will. So now what that does is that scrubs away your personal agenda from the plans that he has allowed you to dream up. Right. So they become agreeable to his will. So I wanted to be this and that because at the heart of it, my motives was I'm trying to prove something or I'm trying to compensate for something in my past, or I'm gonna try to prove people wrong because I'm gonna do this. You know, we know our motives and we know why we really want what we want what we want. The Bible's telling us that you wrote, he will cause them to be agreeable to his will and so shall your plans be established and they will succeed. When I came across that scripture, it was so liberating because it allowed me to be able to see the level of freedom that comes in a surrendered heart to God that God desires you to be successful. God desires your plans to be established, but he wants them to be agreeable to his will because your life is not being lived for you. Your life is being lived for him. So that no matter what you put your hands to touch, God is in it. So it's going to succeed because God has co-signed. And that, that just takes me back to last week when we talked about the freedom to approach his throne. Yeah. And we, we um, were talking about how when you pray according to his will, that he'll hear you and, you know, but it's praying what he yes. wants, yes. right? It's him, again, working through us, praying through us. Mm -hmm. 
speaking through us. Yeah. It's him. So when we, like you said, commit our will and our way to him, it has to succeed because it's him, it's him. that's operating through us. Amen. And that's liberating. That is liberating that you don't have to live this life on your own. You don't have to, it's all the weight of, of success is not on you because you don't know all the variables. You mm. don't know what's going to happen five years from now. God does. To God, it's already happened. God wasn't surprised by no pandemic and no Delta, Corona, whatever it is now. God is not surprised by none of that. And people walking freely are able to see hope in Christ beyond what's happening outside the window. Mm. And that's the level of freedom that we want to live at. That's the level of peace that we want to have. That's the choice. That's the responsibility. That's the heart of walking freely. That we're not swayed and moved by what our eyes see, by our past and by whether we qualify or not. Because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. And it's about pleasing God. So live as free people. Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Slaves in that connotation does not mean the slave like you think it is. Right. It means a servant. Bonded. And God rewards his servants. God does not underpay. Ain't no minimum wage with God. You may have to wait for your reward to see it, but God is going to bless you beyond what you can ask or think. Why? Because you have devoted yourself to God's command. Yes, living without fear. Just living freely, knowing that you got the creator of the universe right by your side. Amen. Knowing that you did, that's just the free. And I hope y'all can feel this thing, man. Like, I hope that y'all can see, like, you know what? That's what I want. I want to walk, I want that peace. I want, I want that level of security in my relationship with the Lord. I want to be all that God's called me to be because it leads to success. But it's not the success that I may want because the success that I may want may, be, may not be as fulfilling. Right. And the success that I'm going after myself is not guaranteed. But a success from somebody who rose their works on the Lord, commits their way to God, is guaranteed. Why? Like you said, baby, because God is in it. And God does not know how to fail. It's impossible <laughs> for God to fail. It's impossible for God to lose. He's already won. He's omniscient. He's sovereign. He knows everything. Tomorrow's already happened to God. That's somebody to hang out with. You know what tomorrow is? Okay, let's go. And that's the level of peace and life that we want to live in Christ. God's made salvation and coming into Christ very simple. It's a matter of choosing. It's a matter of faith. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. I believe that Christ has died for my sins. I make him the Lord of my life. I'm not going to live my life my own way. I'm giving myself to God. I'm committing myself to the Lord. Lining up with a community that is saying the same thing, that is encouraging you, that is guiding you, that is teaching you the word, that is teaching you God's character. And you will see God manifest himself in your life first on the inside. Is victory on the inside first, victory in your mind. Then you'll start to see all these things start manifesting in your life on the outside. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this uh, session that you have met us uh, you, once again. And I pray, God, that you would continue to remind us, bring back to our remembrance, and help us, give us the strength, Lord, to make the choice yes, Lord. 
to stick with the choice and mm. to accept and assume the responsibility of our freedom, God, by the renewing of our mind. Help mm. us to have the strength and the confidence to put ourselves in situations where we renew our minds mm. and we make the right choice to follow after the freedom that you have already designated for us, God. Yes. Lord, I ask God that you would help us in the area of worry and anxiety. Yes. And Lord, we are going to commit to just casting aside our, our anxiety and our, yes. our worry and our depression, having faith and confidence in you. Yes, Lord. That you are taking care of us and you will continue to take care of us. Mm. So we will not grab a hold of anxiety and worry, God, but we will commit to embracing the freedom mm. And with your freedom comes joy, comes peace, yes. comes all of the fruits that come with your spirit, God. I pray, God, that you would give us the mercy when we fall short, the grace for the things that won't change, and the favor to obtain the things we can't on our own. We thank you and we praise you forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunday Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook, where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.